0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Poppin' Off About Pop Culture. I'm your host, Maggie.
1: And it's me, Steven.
0: Well, first of all, before we really get into the show, I just want to give a little shout out to our friend, Brooke Wallace. If you're listening, hey, Brooke, Uh, we are finally both using our mugs that you got us. Mine says Yoda Best Podcaster with a little picture of Yoda on it. I'm so sorry I haven't used it before this. I just literally kept forgetting to bring it to (laughs) Stephen's
1: house. Um, Mine says you're on mute and it's a uh, picture of like a little microphone with a slash through it.
0: Yes, um, and we're Which is drink- kind of
1: funny because we always have technical difficulties, so it's fitting. But
0: we've worked them out. But we <laughs> Yeah, are, they're okay we, now. We are still looking for a Freddie Benson, if anyone out there is still interested in that. Yes, for real. <laughs> but we don't drink, you know, coffee or tea out of them. We drink wine.
1: True. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're drinking some wine today. Yes. Um, pretty typical.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so let's get into the show. We're going to start off with... Chrissy Teigen's kind of, like, lame-ass apology thing, I did not have time to read it because it's too fucking long, and who has the time to read something that's five Instagram slides?
1: I just, like, I don't even... I never know what to say about her because she just, like, really fires me up because she's always doing some stupid-ass thing and then making a fake half-apology and then doing another thing again, and it's just, like, this revolving cycle with her.
0: It really is, and if you guys haven't heard, Chrissy Teigen has been under fire because Courtney Sodden, who she's best known for um marrying a 50 plus year old washed up actor when she was 16 Uh, which is, I guess, you know, her business or whatever, but Christy Teagan would, like, DM her on, on Twitter and, like, tell her to kill herself and, and then make public tweets about how, like, stupid she is. And, she's And, like, child. insulting her. Yeah, like, uh, okay, like, she did make a really dumb decision, like, who the but fuck is a, a 50-year-old? Kid. Yeah, exactly. She that's should what I'm be saying. reaching out to she's her for support,
1: kid. not hate.
0: Exactly. Yeah, this woman is still, well, she's a woman now, but she was a child at the time that Christy Teagan was coming after her. And, and she
1: probably already had some issues, as it was, considering she was marrying somebody <laughs> that could be her grandfather. Uh, yeah. Almost. Young grandfather. It could be, I guess, yeah. But more of a
0: father. Either way. Which is still really messed up. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen has just kind of, like, been silent ever since then. And earlier in the week, she decided to come on Instagram and Well, because she, her- de- remember,
1: she deleted her Twitter and everything.
0: Yeah, Yeah. remember a while ago when she went on private on her Twitter, and even though she had, like, 20 million followers? I
1: do remember that.
0: (laughs) Like, what was that going to do? And it
1: was kind of nice because I don't follow her, so I didn't see her for a minute.
0: I just thought she was kind of funny sometimes because she would make, like, like, relatable commentary about, like, the Housewives and Bravo shows in general. Mm -hmm. But she's always just, like, rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Well, she, like, made her career, not really her career, but, like, her more recent popularity... Off of, like, being, like, I'm so relatable and quirky. I'm not like the other celebs. But she's just, like, not nice. That
0: is like Jennifer Lawrence in
1: 2012.
0: <laughs> with her I love pizza and shtick or whatever.
1: Yeah. This um, feels just way more fake. And it so does. It's just like, yeah, I'm quirky. I just do this and that. And you're, like, you're you're a celebrity. You're rich. You're not relatable to any of us. You're not nice. Just stop.
0: yeah. And then after this apology, Michael Costello, who's a fashion designer and was on Project Runway, then came out and was like, "Uh, Chrissy Teigen literally tried to ruin my career with everything that she's against, which is cancel culture. And she like perpetuated a rumor about him. What was it? Like seven years ago that he said the N word and she was like, I will never work with someone like this again. Like, how could you do that? And blah, blah, blah. Even though
1: like it was like proven to be fake. Um, It was, like, somebody, like, posted something that was, like, a screenshot of a conversation, but it was all, like, edited and photoshopped. So it was proven to be fake and, like, taken down of all social media and stuff. But she perpetuated these rumors and, like, spread lies about him that he was, like, this horrible person. And so... She's like always talking about how like people are trying to cancel her. She can't do anything. Blah 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 blah. Well, like you do the same thing to other people.
0: Exactly, and you go after them for things that aren't even true. Like in this case.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she's just always she's just like hypocritical. She's really irritating, and I really think it's time to just mute her name.
0: (laughs) Me too. I mean, John Legend can keep doing his thing, I guess. But Chrissy Teigen, I guess. Yeah, it's so
1: interesting because he's like so completely unproblematic.
0: He is. He just sings not, his little songs. I have songs, not heard a single thing. Plays his little piano. Well, not even then... his little songs. are
1: usually, like, these <laughs> no, motivational, <I> like, <laughs> songs that, like, are about, like, racial inequality, justice. Like, he's saying glory for Selma.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I guess that's, these, that's not like, little. Sorry, John Legend. Well, I knew
1: what you meant. You weren't,
0: like, belittling him. Yeah, minimizing his career or anything.
1: <laughs> but, like, he's always, like, doing these things for justice, and it's, like, so positive, and he's just so, like, nice. And then it's just yeah. like this weird dichotomy. I don't really get how it works.
0: Opposites attract.
1: I guess so. They really are opposites. I know.
0: But yeah, Chrissy Teigen is just not really someone I would ever miss if she never made another headline again.
1: Like, the, like Pete Davidson said on SNL, the best thing to come from yep. 2021 <laughs> is that Chrissy Teigen is not on Twitter. And
0: my man always speaks the truth, okay? Okay. <laughs> um let's get into david archuleta who made headlines this week because he said that he's coming out and questioning i guess his sexuality but me and stephen both were like didn't he come out as gay already
1: yeah we both had in our minds that this man has been gay for years like i'm so confused (laughs) this is definitely one of those mandela effect moments because i've heard other people talk about this too i think like I think it was Brooke, one of our friends, Brooke, who was also, like, yeah. I we literally just gay. mentioned. Wow, well, yeah. Brooke,
0: you're, you're making a few, you're not today. even here.
1: <laughs> i girly. Um, yeah, so, not really sure what that's about, but everyone has this, like, collective experience of remembering him coming out, but that's not true, so.
0: Yeah, like, in the article that I read, or that we were reading before we started recording, he said that he came out to his family as gay in 2014, and me and Stephen were like, well, were, were we there at this coming out? Because I remember it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it feels like this distant memory. I was like, what do you mean he's coming out? Like, is he tra- trans? No. He's- no.
0: Well, I know that he, like, left music to become a Mormon, which uh, is quite a lifestyle change. Um, but is he still Mormon? Is he still...
1: Um, his post was about him, like, trying to balance his religion with um, being a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, okay. So, like, Yes. Okay. But he's having a hard time finding his place in the world. That's basically what his post was about.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I support him in his journey, but I... As long as he's
1: not, like, spewing hate speech. That just reminds me of, like, Lil' Anthony. Have you seen him lately?
0: Lil' Anthony? Lil' Anthony, yeah. Yes! Oh, my God. I, thought you, like said, a- I thought you said Lil' Anthony. I was like, who the fuck I is I said Lil-,
1: Lil', but it's Low Anthony, sorry. Low
0: Anthony, <laughs> yes! Yeah, he's, like, some, he's like, like, born-again Christian.
1: And, like, spewing, like, hate speech against, yes! like, the LGBTQ community. And oh, like...
0: my God. I thought that was a fever dream. I'm so glad you said that. I literally <laughs> didn't know that, that was real. <laughs> I'm
1: glad he's in, David Archuleta isn't doing that, so.
0: No. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, I see him on Instagram, like, very, very rarely. But when I do, he looks nothing like he did back in, like, 2013 when he was twerking on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's quite scary, actually.
0: Yeah. Lil' Anthony, if you need help, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> And your in your next Instagram post, wear a blue shirt.
1: <laughs> he doesn't need help. He's saved.
0: Oh, my. All
1: right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, David Archuleta, we are still proud of you. Even though we thought you were gay all along. Well, you have been gay all along. But even though we thought you had already come out, we're happy for you and hope yeah. that you figure it out.
0: Yes. Happy Pride Month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the time to do it.
0: Okay, let's get into Brittany Broski. I love Brittany Broski, and like also this ties in together with the LGBTQ plus community because Brittany Broski is like an honorary gay icon. Apparently, Brittany Broski is straight, but. She's an ally
1: and she's definitely a gay icon.
0: Yeah, I was listening to a podcast she was on the other day, and they were like, How does it feel to be a gay icon even though you're like straight? (laughs) But Bernie Broski just did a cover, I believe it was a cover for Paper Magazine, which is one of my favorite magazines because their photo shoots are always so like out there and artistic and weird. And I believe Paper Magazine was the magazine that Kim Kardashian did with the Break the Internet issue. When, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was, like, balancing the glass on her butt and, mm-hmm. like, had the champagne go over her. But, yeah, she did a cover for that. And it's a play on the movie Death Becomes Her, which, sorry, I've never seen that. No, like, I haven't I, seen that either, okay, right? I, like I didn't get the references. But she looked so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I loved all the looks. The hair, the makeup. Oh my
0: god, so good. And then I read her interview and I think that the reason why Brittany Broski is going to last a long time and not just like fizzle out like the rest of these influencers that are on TikTok and Instagram and whatever else is because one, she's authentic and true to her brand and no one else on the internet is. <laughs> like Brittany Broski is not, I don't, no one take this the wrong way, but Brittany Broski is like not afraid to be ugly on the internet. Like she doesn't constantly use filters and Photoshop. And like, if she's in a fucking moo having a meltdown in her bed, in her bedroom, like that's what she's doing. And that's what she said in her article. And two, she just like has dreams and outside of being an influencer like she wants to do snl she wants to do voiceover work for disney and pixar and she wants to do like all these things and build off of like, the platform the that she has life
1: kind of just happened to her i feel like she didn't seek it it no, seems like she, it just kind of happened
0: the the kombucha tiktok that she posted was the yeah. first thing that she I know. posted on tiktok
1: she doesn't even like kombucha
0: no she's like please stop calling me the kombucha girl please <laughs> she's dead and gone <laughs> but yeah, and just people who are authentic and just, like, are not afraid to put themselves out there like that. Like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm very drawn to. And also, she's just funny as fuck.
1: She is so funny. She's just
0: genuinely so funny. Like, I want to be her best friend yeah, so if bad. Yeah, you
1: know, know her, look her up on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Whatever platform, and you'll find something hilarious. <laughs>
0: yes, I have, like, never been into the YouTube world before, And, I mean, I would, like, watch videos here and there and, you know, stuff like that. But I never, like, watch someone religiously. But I watch Brittany Broski religiously. Like, a couple of videos ago, she made a video about, like, her learning how to make fried pickles. I would never watch someone else do that on the internet. But just because it's Brittany Broski, I'm watching it. And I'm laughing because (laughs) it's really funny. Do you to make
1: fried pickles now?
0: Yeah, I have to watch the video again, but I could definitely follow the recipe. Okay, nice. Good to know. <laughs> she said they turned out really good. She did it in a little air fryer. I got an air fryer. They didn't seem too difficult. And I okay. love me a fried pickle.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brittany.
0: Yes. So, also, Brittany Broski, um, I'm free on Thursday. If you want to hang out on Thursday, Brittany Broski, for free on Thursday, I would like to hang out on Thursday because I am free on Thursday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're free. When you're free. <laughs> um, also, I think it's very funny. Um, I know we've talked about it, um, but the fact that, like, her last name is not Broski.
0: Oh, my God. I literally thought it was. It's Tomlinson.
1: Yeah. So, she just, <laughs> like, like, when it was, like, a thing to be, like, these are my Broskis, like, having a beer with the bros, the Broskis she like decided to like make that her like twitter name or whatever her social media name Mm -hmm. so like her last name's not even broski and i just think that's so funny because we all just like casually accepted it like it wasn't even an issue
0: yeah no because Brittany broski can really do whatever the fuck she wants because she's just so fucking funny
1: (laughs) yeah i just think it's i like her even better that i found out that it was a joke yes (laughs) and it just like stuck (laughs) everyone just thinks that's her actual last name (laughs)
0: Yeah, another podcast she was on that I was listening to. They were like, "Well, I don't know. I thought I thought it was like maybe like Polish or something." <laughs> like,
1: well, that's like an actual last name.
0: Oh, it is. I had a
1: teacher with that last name in high school.
0: Oh no way! I thought it was like literally the dream. It was pronounced Yer-
1: Brosky, but Uh-oh. like literally spelled the exact same way. So like, it's a legit name too.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> um, it's not Britney's though, but. It is now. Just, yeah,
1: <laughs> Like I said, this makes me like her even more. That's just like really funny to me.
0: It is really funny. Just very unbrand for her. <laughs> okay. So let's switch gears to some news that actually happened today. Uh, Victoria's Secret is f- finally starting to rebrand after, I believe it was the chief of marketing that came out and said that Transgender women and plus-size women won't ever walk in a Victoria's Secret fashion show because they don't sell the fantasy. And that didn't go over so well. (laughs) Because why can't those women sell the fantasy? Times have changed. This is not 1986 anymore, you know, where transgender women, you know, aren't... Like, they're not as visible as they are now. And also... We are way past the point of accepting the body type that is a double zero and that very few women on this earth look like. So their rebrand is starting with Priyanka Chopra and Megan Rapino. And they're basically focusing on your achievements make you sexy and like who you are makes you sexy, but and not like what you look like necessarily. Like anyone can wear this lingerie and feel sexy, but it's who you are on the inside. That this really feels matters. like
1: slightly off brand for Megan Rapinoe because yeah. like I get you want to change you want to make this branding something new and she wants to be a part of that but at the same time why would you want to even help out this organization that has done a lot to harm people who don't fit the mold of their standards
0: exactly you know what I mean
1: it's like can we just let it fizzle out yeah support brands that are, have always been about inclusivity and savage Fenty. <laughs> yeah exactly they're like I'm sure there's plenty of other brands I don't no lingerie brands, but I'm sure there's plenty of other brands that support inclusivity for people of different body types, different skin tones, different sexualities um, for transgender women. So it's like, why do we need to... Like, this rebranding is too little too late.
0: I feel the same. And I just feel like if if you were, like, really going to do a rebrand, like, let's get everyday women. Like, let's get someone that looks like Lizzo. Let's get someone... That is a transgender woman, but isn't famous right now. Like, let's give these people more of a platform. You know what I mean?
1: And also, like, not every transgender woman is going to look like like a Victoria's Secret model. Just like not every exactly. woman is going to look like a Victoria's Secret model. So, like, let's get normal women.
0: <laughs> yes, like, with clothes, makeup anything. Like, like I was saying with Brittany Broski, the reason I'm so attracted to her besides the fact that she's hilarious is that she's so authentic. And that that's the same with me for brands too. Like I'm attracted to, to things that I can relate to and that are real, you know? Like I, I have never looked like a Victoria's Secret model. I probably never will. <laughs> but if I saw someone that that looks like me on a billboard that, you know, has no ass and no titties, then I would be like, that would make me feel really good. But that also, you know, isn't six foot and a double zero because that's not me either.
1: Yeah. It's just like, like I said before, it's just too little too late. Like you're doing this rebranding. It's, it's, it's very in, but it, you're too late. You needed to be set, setting the standards. You can't be like yeah. backpedaling, especially after your marketing people, like, said this isn't what you stand for. Now you're pretending to stand for this. And they said that in, like, 2018, I think. Yeah, it was pretty recently. So, like, you're clearly just doing this to, like, help your brand. And that's what every big company does, obviously.
0: But, but, like, like, it, like it just do it because you want to do it. just publicity. Yeah, so do a rebrand because you want to do it.
1: If they didn't, like, they should do it, if they didn't care just about, like, rebranding their image and, like, not, and, like, getting over this, like, speed bump, they would have just done it naturally and just, like, started to slowly add models that looked different than their typical model.
0: Yeah, and, like, let's be real. It's when- just
1: performative.
0: Yes, and when you see a woman in lingerie, you're not thinking, wow, she's so sexy because she won a World Cup or because she's a famous actor. No, you're thinking that she looks hot because she has lingerie on. Like, I'm not standing in front of my mirror with lingerie and being like, wow, I'm so hot That's because I graduated true. college and because I'm doing this and that. No, like, I want to wear lingerie because I, I feel like I look good in it, you know? So I just I'm I've been over Victoria's Secret for a really long time like even literally today before I read about their rebrand I was you know like getting all my clothes together before I went to go take a shower and I was like I hate all of my underwear because they're from Victoria's Secret and they're so cheap like all the lace on it rips and yeah so maybe you should rebrand in the way that you the quality of your clothes Victoria's Secret. Or your lingerie in general.
1: <laughs> you heard it <of> here first. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well, I'm, but...
0: I'm tired of having... Yeah, not first. <laughs> I'm tired of having a pair of underwear for two months and then they rip. Then I got throw them out. Then I gotta buy another one and more pairs and it's not like they're cheap. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a scam.
0: <laughs> so, on to my favorite topic, reality TV. <laughs> the Keeping Up with the Kardashians series finale was last week. And... I have never been a super fan of the Kardashians, but you know I, I've seen pretty much every episode probably just because it's always on E. And it's it, there the Kardashians since what, 2008 have just been hard to avoid in general.
1: You can't avoid them. There's literally no possible way. Like <laughs> Exactly. You could be so out of touch and still like recognize the Kardashian name.
0: Exactly. So I felt obligated to watch the the series finale for purely historical reasons. (laughs) And I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched like the last half of it. And the episode ended with just a very forced family moment with everyone. They decided to make a time capsule and everyone had to put in an item that reminded them of their time on the show. It seems like nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> like nobody was into this. Yeah, like
1: who came up with that? Not a single one of them. I think them.
0: It was, no, it was Chloe that came up with it? Yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like exactly. Like, yeah. Like it
1: just. Yeah, she came up with it in air quotes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like the oh, producer yeah, the produ- said, yeah, this producers. is what you're doing. Right. Yeah. It just. It just didn't seem right. You know, like if if they would if they would have gone on to another season after this, it would have been. I mean, it would have been awful. And I mean, the Kardashians have their ratings have been lower and lower each season since I don't know, maybe like 2018, 2019. So they've been on the decline for quite a while now. But it just seems like every single person is just like over it. So I guess this was the perfect time to end the show. I watched a couple more episodes from this season too. And again, like everything is just so forced. Like, no one seems like they really want to film or, like, be around each other and, like...
1: I mean, especially now it has to be forced because they're not... They're all doing their own things. They all have, yeah. like, their separate businesses to run. They all, they all, have,
0: they all have their own families Like, their own Kendall, families. They all live
1: in these different places. Like, it has to be forced to get them together to be able to film things.
0: Yes. And just looking back on the show... That it was in the beginning and now it's like it's not even the same people. And like I get it. You know you're filming a reality show about people in their real lives. And people change. The world changes. So the naturally the show changes. But they're just so far from who they used to be. It's crazy. So yeah it was really just time to end the show. Um, I don't... I don't think they have like something... In the works with Hulu, but Kim Kardashian said it's not another reality show. I don't really know what that means then, because like what else are they doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see them in anything scripted. That's scary. Oh
0: no. Yeah, and just like Kim Kim Kardashian like didn't even want to talk about her divorce from Kanye. Like that's how you know. Like if if you're done opening up about things on camera after you've been so candid for True. How many years now? That's how you
1: know it's really over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know really where the Kardashians go, slash Jenners. I also, like, don't really care that much.
1: Yeah, I feel like they also don't need the show anymore.
0: No, they definitely don't.
1: All of their publicity doesn't come from the show. Not, like, no. None of it does. No. Like, they're, they're just making headlines on their own. They don't need the show. I mean, they haven't needed it for years, obviously, but...
0: No, exactly, and I read an article a while ago when it was first announced that the Kardashians were ending the show and basically it was saying that like the Kardashian name, not the name, but like, like the Kardashians as we know them could be obsolete in like the next like five to 10 years because... For so long the Kardashians were like shoved in our faces on TV with obviously keeping up with the Kardashians and like all the spinoffs they had and they were always in the tabloids and it was like like they were literally down your throat at every moment but now that they don't have the show or the spinoffs or anything like they're not going to be as in our faces and people eventually are just going to like stop caring because they're not going to see like the behind the scenes of the headlines that they were in last week or stuff like that so I don't know how true that is the article was really interesting it was on BuzzFeed I can probably link it and I
1: feel like it's like the opposite of what I was saying (laughs) it's just kind of funny
0: yeah I mean it was but
1: they're saying like because the show is obsolete like they're going to be obsolete but I was like the show was obsolete. my opinion is that the show was obsolete like and they're way above it you know what I mean
0: yeah, I know I definitely see where you're coming from but, like I'm saying I don't I don't know if I feel, I could the see article... both ways though. Yeah, like, I don't know if like I mean, it's, just the would be. it's just yeah, an opinion. It's just an opinion.
1: So Yeah, I don't know because they're just always like they're dating someone high profile. They're married to someone high profile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like half of Kim's headlines in the past couple years have been related to Kanye. I mean, she doesn't have that anymore, but
0: no. she'll
1: always be mentioned. She'll always be rent- mentioned in rap music, like, forever and ever. She'll mm-hmm. be mentioned in stuff like that. I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Also, before we move on, I just want to say Kylie and Travis Scott need to stop acting like they're not a couple when they are. It's very annoying. Travis Scott literally called her wifey. You don't call your friend wifey, do you?
1: Um, <laughs> no, not that I know. I've never called you wifey. Nope. <laughs>
0: So stop acting like you're not together just to make headlines because, ooh, if you get that desperate, it's
1: over for you. <laughs> Travis I just want is to... definitely not that desperate.
0: No, I just want them to stop. It's so annoying. And they're, like, posting pictures of them, like, like, touching each other in ways that people who are just friends don't touch each other. So stop it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a single one of these pictures. I'm kind of glad because I...
0: They're on Kelly Jenner's Instagram. I, just, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't follow, follow her. her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see them anyways but eventually. They but...
1: Yeah, they usually pop up eventually somewhere.
0: Yeah. Okay. Some more reality TV tea. If you guys did not watch The Housewife and The Hustler, no matter if you are a Housewives fan or not, you need to. The Housewife and The Hustler is a special that just premiered on ABC News. It's about the demise of Tom and Erica Girardi, a.k.a. Erica Jane, who was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it profiles how Tom Girardi, who was, like, this uber-famous lawyer, he was even depicted in a movie. I can't remember what, I cannot remember what movie it was, but he was depicted in it. And he was basically a lawyer who was, like, for the people. Like, he fought against the man. You know, like, he and he won, like, millions and millions of dollars for people against big companies like Exxon and stuff like that. And he was just looked at as someone who, like, you wanted on your side, whether that was him as your lawyer or if you were running for a public office, you wanted him on your side because apparently he was a very generous donor. Now, Tom Trurardi has been accused of taking money from his client's settlement funds and using it for him and his wife, Erica, using it for their own pleasure. And he put it in, he put the money into Erica's singing career, into her businesses, into his businesses, and into just like all their wants in general.
1: Yeah. So basically just embezzled money.
0: Yes. And then on election day, this is my favorite thing. On election day, it came out that Erica and Tom were divorcing. (laughs) I don't know why I think that's so funny, but.
1: You think that reality people would like want to wait till a different day.
0: Nope. They said election day is the day. Erica filed for divorce from Tom and it's being played out on the show as well, which I'm excited to see because like she said nothing about it in the press or anything, neither has Tom. And I, there's a huge age gap in between them. There's like 30 years of an age gap, but on the show, I genuinely saw like a real connection between them, which is why I was shocked about it. But then once they've been
1: married for a long time.
0: For 21 years,
1: I think. 99, yeah. They got married. So yeah,
0: So, but then I wasn't shocked about when things started coming out about Tom embezzling money and doing this, this, and that to these people. And Erica, it seemed, well, she says that she doesn't know. But after watching The Housewife and The Hustler, there's no way that she couldn't have known because the money went into her and her music career and... And everything that her and Tom did.
1: If she didn't know, it's because she didn't want to know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And also her name is under a lot of Tom's businesses and, you know, obviously the money going into her, which is why I wasn't shocked after reading about all this stuff as to why they're getting a divorce because I think that they're staging it so her name can come off of all those businesses and stuff and she won't have to either pay money or serve time behind bars. (laughs) But... In the special, victims of Tom Girardi's came forward and they were like explaining, you know, how how in the beginning Tom was just so relatable and he would like really felt it really felt like he was on their side, like he really wanted to fight for them. And I know one guy, he was a burn victim from like a freak accident where a pipe exploded underneath his house and like it almost demolished a whole neighborhood. And he has like a lifetime of surgeries and medical bills to pay. And he's like, after I got my, after I learned the number of the settlement, I was like, okay, I like, I won't have to worry about anything really. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be comfortable for the rest of my life. And then payments started to come late and he would call Tom and be like, Hey, where, where's the money? And Tom would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like so many other people are having this issue too. And like. Just make up excuses and then, like, beg for them, beg for this guy and also, like, his other clients to not be mad at him, which is really weird. Like, they play old voicemails. they was like, please don't be mad at me. You know, I'm
1: like like a child. Like, don't, mom, don't ground me, mom. Yes, it's so weird. You, like, know you did something wrong and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, please. That's literally what it was. It's so weird. You're like this big shot lawyer. Like, grow a pair.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it was just so odd to me. And then eventually this guy's payments just like stopped coming. And then another woman said that she never got her settlement money. And I think the worst thing of all is that he won a case against this airline in Indonesia called Lion Air and the plane crashed. I think everyone on board died. So it left a lot of people without spouses, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, whatever. And... He, ne- like, the, those people never got a dime. You're taking money from people that lost loved ones. That's so evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And basically where the documentary left off is that Tom has just been suddenly diagnosed with Alzheimer's back in, like, hmm, when did this news break? I said election day. So probably around, like, January-ish. They were like, "Oh, he has Alzheimer's. Like, can he stand trial? Like, will this come into play when they're going through all the documents and things like that?" And uh, yeah, Erica. Young for that, no, he's not. He's like eighty-six-ish.
1: Oh, I I thought he was in the sixties for whatever reason.
0: Uh, no, Erica's like.
1: 50. I knew she was younger, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, what I learned is that rich people are evil. <laughs> They just take from people who don't have a leg to stand on pretty much and don't really care until they get caught.
1: Yeah, that sums it up.
0: I will say, though, that the most chilling part of that whole special was when Danielle Staub walked in to an all-white room, and all I could hear was the clickety-clack of her heels in an all-white outfit, and she sat down. Oh, my God. I, I've never been, I've never been more terrified of a human being. I'm not kidding. Daniel Staub is so scary, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> okay. Okay. So before we get into our toast and our roast, we have another little benefit. to <laughs>
1: Yeah. See these two, they, they tried to trick us, you know, at the beginning, they were like oh we're not a couple we're just friends bullshit y'all see them canoodling in they public were kissing they were making oh. out they were smoochy, <laughs> smooching it up like damn they needed a room they did
0: but i was here for it i'm glad i saw it
1: <laughs> yeah that was something but that's it, it, it that's really all
0: we got it, but it, was,
1: it was a it was a good moment in I, five feel like, week to see I feel that. like it i feel like
0: i won i feel like we all
1: won we, it's we all, all it's, won it's, it's
0: all, yeah. All one, yeah, it's a collective victory for all of our Bennifer stands out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of clips from the Jenny on the Black music video this week on Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: because he's in it with yeah. her. So, I guess a lot of people like, We're bringing this back.
0: <laughs> good, good song, too.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> such love a good it. song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's do our toast and our roast. Um, you can go first.
1: Okay, so my roast goes to James Corden. I this man just has to stick his hand in everything in hollywood and just freaking ruin it. so i don't know if you guys saw but ariana grande was just on james gordon and they did this little like skit and it was um a hairspray skit so it was like the good morning baltimore song from hairspray but it was like a quarantine tune and it was like no quarantine anymore instead of good morning baltimore and it was just horrible. Like, first of all, stop singing about the pandemic. Like, we're not out of the pandemic, like, first of all. Yeah, we're stop really pretending not. pretending, like, you were that impacted, James Corden. Like, ugh, that just irritates me when celebrities, like, act like it, Like, it's just, like, a joke. They're blowing it over. Well, like, some of us <laughs> had people and their families get really ill. And, like, you might have, too. But, like, stop, like, making light of it, first of all.
0: You're still rich, James Corden.
1: <laughs> You're rich, and you were probably shacked up in your mansion somewhere, like, yeah. living the life. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear from you. And Ariana Grande, which, like, sounded amazing. I loved her little part. And then um, Marissa Winokur, who originally played Tracy in Hairspray on Broadway, was in it, too. And she's so cute. And they were singing together, and it was so good. And then James Corden just comes back and ruins it. Like, why, (laughs) why? I mean, I know it was on his show, but, like, why does he just have to exist? And, like, he's in everything. Everywhere I look, he's there. And he just really pisses me off lately. So that's my rose. Sorry, that was like a little intense. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, you said, why does he exist? I know,
1: I don't really mean it like that. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like over him, like getting cast and like elevated to this like godlike status because he's really not that great of a singer. He's really not that funny. I feel like he's just like, okay, at everything he does, but like he's elevated to this like high status and he's just cast in everything. He hosts everything. I don't get it. Can you name a James Corden stand? I can't.
0: Uh, no, I really can't either.
1: Yeah, so that's my soapbox. We love (laughs) and Grande, not James Gordon. Anyway, my toes goes out to Zoe Kravitz. Um, So she's making her directorial debut in the movie, I'm sorry, Mom, Pussy Island. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Channing Tatum is going to play the lead man, so I guess he, like, runs Pussy Island. I don't really know. But it's supposed to be, like, a mystery thriller kind of thing. Um, There's not a lot of details on it yet, but like I said, Zoe Kravitz is directing it. And she made a rule that there are no Crocs on set. And that's why this toast is to her, because she's right. We don't need Crocs. If she literally forced Channing Tatum to not wear Crocs anymore.
0: <laughs> Nobody above the age of six years old should be wearing Crocs. I firmly believe. Agreeing no, that. to that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just think that's hilarious that she's literally like on my set. Nope. Like this is her first time directing, and she's telling Channing Tatum. Like,
0: <laughs> I love that. Screw you. you this can't is wear Crocs. why I would
1: drop everything for Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> I would go to war for her. Yes. Oh my god, can't wait to see her as Catwoman.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot she's doing that. Mm.
1: She's not allowed to go down on Batman though. You see that?
0: What does that mean? Not allowed to go down on him?
1: They were supposed to have a scene where she goes down on Batman.
0: Oh. Oh no, ba- no,
1: no. Batman goes down on her. Sorry. Oh. I flipped it. There was supposed to be a scene where Batman goes down on her. Sorry, Mom, again. This is getting a little intense. Um, <laughs> um, in the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. And DC said heroes would never go down on a woman. <gasps> what? <laughs> <gasps> How did you not see this?
0: No, I don't pay attention to superhero they could shit, have sorry.
1: Just, well, this was like major headlines. They could have just been like, that's not family friendly. Instead, they said, heroes yeah. don't do that. <gasps> so, you know, Expl- that's my double gross. <laughs> Excuse me!
0: Oh my God. I bet the Marvel heroes would, though.
1: Oh yeah. They, they about to now. Well, they're <laughs> yeah. just like very family friendly, so they wouldn't, but...
0: Yeah. <gasps> yeah, why didn't they just be like, nah, like we don't need to have, really have sex scenes in our movies.
1: That's literally all you had to say. Like, you just like (laughs) did a PR nightmare. Like for no
0: reason. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, I don't really like superheroes, but I extra don't like DC now. (laughs) (laughs) My roast goes to anyone saying that Billie Eilish is queer baiting. First of all, no, she's not. (laughs) I feel like Billie Eilish deserves the right, just like the rest of the human race, deserves the right to explore her sexuality. If she chooses to do that in the public eye, then so be it.
1: She also just like said, I hate men. And then they're like, You're queer baiting.
0: Okay, I do too.
1: I was like, that do people not say that anymore? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. I also just like don't really think queer baiting is a thing. Sometimes I think it is, like when corporations who like don't give a shit about uh, about the LGBTQ plus community the rest of the year besides June. That can be queerbaiting, but I don't believe it is. And like when celebrities are just like, like if, I don't know, if like um, one day we woke up and we saw um, Ariana Grande making out with a girl and that's not queerbaiting, that could just be her exploring her sexuality or just kissing a girl because she wants to kiss a girl, you know? So yeah, I feel like queerbaiting is just a term that people came up with. For... To shame people? To shame corporations? I think it exists in
1: some capacities. Um, I think... I've seen, like, actions, but I feel like it's not typical. Like, there's been a lot of things about Darren Chris doing it lately. I'm not getting into that. But um, (laughs) with Billy In Billie Eilish's case, like, it's just, like, the people who are criticizing her are the same people who are also her fans, and they're not going to actually care in the long run.
0: No. Like, who cares if Billie Eilish said that she hates men because... Don't we all?
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was like, like maybe she's like questioning or like maybe she like likes girls a little bit, but like, then you like saying she's queer baiting is going to you're going to try to now like force her to make a label and say I'm not actually queer baiting I'm queer like you're now you're forcing her to put a label on herself and come out yes when so it's when, like, when the why whole, can't she just do what she wants
0: yes when the whole idea of you know being who you are is like you don't need to put a label on yourself you don't owe anyone an explanation about your sexuality well okay but then why are you making Billie Eilish owe you an explanation it doesn't make any sense. So leave the poor girl alone. Like, I am not a huge Billie Eilish fan, but, like, in terms of this, like, Billie Eilish won't see that you are telling her that she's queerbaiting because she wants to explore her sexuality, but, like, the people on your timeline or whatever social media will see that and be like, oh, like, maybe I shouldn't do that or, like, maybe I, like, shouldn't do it publicly or things like that. So you're just going to shame more people than you think, and it's not going to be Billie Eilish, really. (laughs) Okay, my toast goes to Mackenzie Scott, who is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. Good for you, Miss Girl. (laughs) Mackenzie Scott is donating over $2 billion to 286 organizations all over the country. Some of those are local to us, like some in Detroit, and other organizations that really need the money. And Mackenzie Scott has said that she wants to get rid of all of her money. By the time she dies.
1: Well, I saw, I don't remember what the timeline was, but, like, her $2 billion brought it up to, like, $7 billion in, like, the past year or something like that. Yeah.
0: Like, she's very generous. And Jeff Bezos should really take some fucking notes. <laughs> but, yeah, she's donating to a ton of organizations that I'm sure really appreciate that money. And, yeah, good for you for being is she like the third richest woman in the world or something just because
1: she i have no idea i
0: know she's up there she i don't i don't know where she ranks but she's really up there so good for you miss Mackenzie scott mm-hmm. uh keep putting jeff bezos to shame, like the rest of us try to do okay before we end me and steven are like kind of shit people <laughs> we said that we would talk about an lgbtq plus organization at the beginning of every show for this month and we failed to do that again at the beginning. So I have one now (laughs) at the end. It is the LGBTQ Freedom Fund and they pay for bail to secure the safety and liberty of, of individuals in U.S. jails and immigration facilities. So if you want to donate to them, you can. I will put the link in our bio. It's a really great fund. And I'm sure that the money would go to good use because, as we know, that there's a problem with ICE in this country and, you know, people who just can't afford bail and legal, other legal funds. So, yeah, make a difference this Pride Month and give a little something.
1: Yeah, again, sorry we forgot in the beginning, but we are trying to do as much uplifting as possible.
0: Exactly. So please forgive us and donate. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We will see you next time. Thanks for listening.
0: Okay, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.